0: Welcome to The Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Your past doesn't define you, but it does lead you on a path to today. Let's get naked. Hello and welcome to The Naked Podcaster. If this podcast reaches you on a level that makes you happier, which is our goal, please subscribe and leave a review. Podcasters love that. It helps keep us going. Today I am excited. I have Christy Tornabini. I know I just did it wrong, didn't I? That was pretty good. Okay, all right. It was, <laughs> I ask and you tell me, and then it goes out the window. How are you today? You're in Georgia. I'm good. Good. I'm excited, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I think this is gonna be a topic that reaches a lot of people. I know when I read your information, and you do talk a lot about women and menopause, which is me, so that's how it reaches me on one level, but you also talk a lot about changing diet and anti-inflammation, and my 10-year-old daughter was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis which is basically an anti-inflammatory issue. So I know it will reach people regardless of menopause because I find it fascinating. Your website is is called keys to basichealth.com. We'll have of course everything in the show notes. So tell me everything that you do on your website. It's a lot. Um. I started this in 2009 because
1: I started having issues with digestion and energy. I've always had problems with energy. Like you say, I mean, it started out when I was young and I used to be able to get up and take a nap from one to three and go to bed at six and get up at noon and take a nap from one to three and go to bed at six. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. Um, It was tough getting through school. I couldn't stay awake in class and it got worse the older I got. So I thought I better do something about this. And then when the issues of pain and movement started coming into play, I said, got to do something about this because I want to be able to go do fun things and walk up and down stairs and be able to do the crafts I want to do. And I was possible. Um, I didn't know it was possible, but it's possible. And I'm glad to say that this is the reason that I started the website because halfway through when I started, it started with the digestive issues. And I went, Oh no, I've run into another problem. Do I quit or do I keep? And I knew that if I quit and didn't forge ahead with this, that up disabled and sick, just like every other 60 year old woman. And that's too young. Yeah. So when my cousin passed away and, um, they asked if Lou Gehrig's ran in our family. I went, "Oh, it does," because I had found out years ago that I have the gene for it. And he was only two years older than me, and my other cousin, his sister, had passed away years before that. And I didn't think anything of it till I started going through menopause and running into these different
0: issues. You, I'm glad that you pointed out. So your website is kind of a place where you can come and it. and it's, there is a lot of information. So part of it is like, you're like I'm blood type A. Mm -hmm. So I can go on to yours and look at, uh, food based on blood type A, but you also have the pathway fit. Yes. Is that the testing? That is a
1: genetic test. I was introduced to a test in 2009 and it was from the pathway genomics company and it, gave me my ancestry my haplogroup maternal haplogroup and it gave me my uh what is it called when you carry certain genes it gave me the genes that I carry that I could pass on to my children Mm -hmm. and they sent it to me and I took it and I went wow I have the gene for Lou Gehrig's and I can pass this on to my children and I didn't find out till I asked them about a new test they call they developed called the pathway fit and that one told me that I had the gene and um it also told me which B vitamins I need to supplement and which ones I needed to watch
0: out for which is interesting because we all work so differently and I I actually that wasn't the test that I was thinking of so that's a that's a completely different genetic test and I know that um, like my sister found out she had um, was a carrier of a gene because she was having a lot of just odd pains and told me about it and my doctor said, "Well yeah, you, if your mom had it has it, and you ha- sh- your sister has it then you 're automatically a carrier, which is interesting because we can be holding on to a lot of stuff inside our systems genetically that we just have no idea about, and then it pops up at random places, it seems like, so I knew that I was a carrier of that particular um, genetic potential to, you know, I'm a carrier, but it doesn't, I'm not. um, You don't know what it was. I don't have symptoms. You know, I don't remember right now. I'd have to go back and look, but it's just what what I find interesting is that all of us have this genetic code and can be carrying all kinds of different stuff. And I may not ever know it because it, it doesn't, I don't have symptoms of that. Right. So it's just interesting. I was actually talking about your the secretor collection kit. So it was an accident that I asked you about the genetic, but that's, mm-hmm. I think that's, so you have the, you have the ability, the link to take the genetic testing. How is that different from the secretor collection kit? And there's a couple different ones in that. This, the this complete secretor test includes the genotyping
1: kit, the secretor test, which you can also find from 23andMe, whether it's, you're a secretor or not, um, and the SWAMI computer test, which lists all your best foods. Now, there's so many choices. I mean, your body, I mean, I also, I also do this according to the Zoned book, the Zone-type diet book, okay. because I think that we need to eat a protein with a vegetable and I read in several places, especially Mary Lou Henner's book, that, and I saw online that if you combine a fruit and a vegetable in the same meal, that you don't digest as well. So I tried that for a while, and it helped. And um, so I do the zone diet, and, there's, and the pathway fit tells you there's four different types of zones, but I basically break it down to two. You're either low-carb, which means you're 30-40-30. Or you're a Mediterranean balanced or low fat, which means you're 20, 60, 20.
0: Okay. And what do the numbers mean?
1: The numbers are the first one is the protein. So 30 or 20. Oh, okay. Okay. The middle one is carbs. Okay. And the last one is fat. So people who kind of lean toward gallbladder disease, I would kind of think they're probably the 20, 60, 20 they need low fat.
0: Right. So I, were you overwhelmed by I want to jump into your story a little bit earlier than I sometimes do just because when you were going through this process yourself it must have been completely overwhelming.
1: Um I'm a medical technologist and I'm married to a scientist and what we do is we address one thing at a time and we try to get rid of it and if we can't then we go to the next variable in the situation and we figure out which variable is causing the problem and we
0: eliminate that and see if that works and then we keep going (laughs) I mean it's a good way to do it because it I mean it would be overwhelming there's so much different information out there
1: I knew that I loved protein so I tried the uh, the Adkins diet Mm -hmm. and that didn't work because I was gaining weight and constipated at the same time so it had to be something else and someone told me about the blood type diet and i read the first page of each chapter and adopted the first page of each thing that says promotes weight gain and helps weight with weight loss and i said okay and when i started feeling better i went okay i can do this (laughs)
0: Well, and that's helpful too because I know a lot of women in menopause. My, I'm not excluded from this. We're doing the same thing. Even if what I was doing before worked really well and I wasn't having issues, that tends to change in menopause. So right. everything that you were doing that worked your whole life isn't working the same way anymore, right. and um, you don't feel the same. And so I, you know, my husband and I get into this conversation. He says. I don't think it's harder to stay fit as you get older, but there are certain things that you have to tweak to be able to do it. Like the effort, his feeling is that the effort to stay fit and in good shape is the same, but how you're doing it needs to change. And maybe that's correct to some degree. I just know things don't work the same as they did before.
1: Yeah, things change. And not only that, things changed with me every five years. So- Okay, so working through this process, I go through a lot of changes, and I try to outline it in my book, but I didn't explain it as well as I do other places. Unfortunately, my website developer changed my opt-in to a different autoresponder, and no one has access to all that change anymore. So I just send them an email pleading, say, please change it back. Because either that or I have to write all, I copied all the emails Mm -hmm. and I have to put them in the new autoresponder or I know he wants the book to sell, but the the emails are there to show people how to walk through change. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the book is to show at the end how
0: other people do this. Right. Which is really important. You were, when you first had issues, you guys were moving and you were on a bowling team and you decided that through, through your process, you really wanted to be a health coach. Right. And it was all happening at the same time, correct? Correct. Were, and you, were you keeping track of what you were eating? Yes. Okay, um, and so when you noticed you were having issues, it was easier for you to figure out from what, what, what food was causing a trigger.
1: Well, I thought I was eating healthy, and um, I had to read the list again, and it said tomatoes are not are, are on your avoid list. And I went, "Wow, everything I cook has tomatoes." <laughs> so I had to change that up to eating foods with no tomatoes.
0: How many changes did you make along the way? In, um, I mean, maybe four. Okay. So there were four main ones, and that came from predominantly from the blood type diet, you reading the first page and changing that?
1: It came from the first page in the blood type diet, and then it. the thing is some people do the complete secretor test first. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about that. Why is that beneficial? Because it delineates... The foods that are best for you. So, number one to me, choosing your proteins is the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is choosing the vegetables you know you should eat instead of just the green beans and corn. <laughs>
0: um. uh, are those the top two? <laughs> right, I don't. I had almost eat either
1: one of those. That's funny. For, for most people, those are the top two. Okay. And then going through that i took the pathway fit first and that helped me because i found out i needed more riboflavin so i was eating foods with riboflavin fortified cereals and almond milk and all that and then i started not feeling good so i said well what can i do different so i tried different things At different i tried breakfast for uh dinner for breakfast i tried i tried different things at different times and I was always hungry too.
0: (laughs) Well, and you talk about that. And like for me, I'm, I'm also, you're type A blood type, correct? Yes. And I am also. And so you would think what works for you would work for me, but I, you talked about having really insane hunger levels, which is not an issue for me at all. And reducing your calorie intake at the same time, managing constipation and what foods we're giving, creating gas in your system. And I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. So we can be the same type and need the same foods, but have completely different symptoms too. Correct.
1: And also there's a difference between the, the difference between secretors and non-secretors. The non-secretors have less stomach acid to digest foods. And that's why they have more issues with their diet. And
0: okay. that's why they
1: have to fine tune a little bit more than other people.
0: Okay. So taking the test determines if you're a secretor or not, which makes a big deal in your digestion. Right. And then what are, I want to look again at the different, um, let's see. There are, cause there are different tests. There's um, the genotyping. What does that one do? The
1: genotyping is part of the complete secretor test right and it tells you based on your archetype your ratio of your upper torso to your lower body it tells you the ratio of your upper legs to your lower leg it tells if you've been damaged by in utero by something going on with your mother and it tells you according to your fingertips if they match or don't match Okay. Um, it tells you uh, the length between your, your fingers, your second and in your fourth, if you have a lot more testosterone in your body and what that means for you. Okay. And it d- tests the angle of your jaw t- to determine your genotype.
0: Okay. Things I would have never guessed at all
1: um, that would have come
0: up. And this is new. This happened maybe
1: five or seven years after the blood type book. So he found out that he needed to fine tune this more for people that were having issues like me. Mm -hmm. And it's where after working through this program, I could pick and choose the foods that I know I liked and I could pick and choose and say, well, why do I like these instead of this whole list of foods and say, okay, which ones do I choose? So it was good going through the process of what worked and then finding on that list, well, I like this
0: and oh, wow, it's okay. I'm glad I like it because it's on my list. Right. So. Now, the part of it, uh, because you can get, it's the easiest, I would think, to just get the secretor status collection kit with the genotyping, like the entire thing. But I think it's less expensive that way. Not a whole lot, but probably a little. But you'd get, it would be complete too. And now it comes with the home blood typing kit. Is that just a positive? Um, It doesn't come with the home blood typing kit. That okay. is separate. Okay. So that is just your blood type though, correct? That's correct. Okay. And then explain to me what the SWAMI, what's, what is SWAMI? It's serological testing with additional modifiers.
1: It's an acronym, which I told them I thought was cuckoo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't mean anything to me. So it kind of makes it more confusing in a, in a way, but yeah. okay. Um, uh, but it's serological SW with
1: additional Modifying indicators, I guess it is. I'm not sure what it is, but it's something like that. But it's just the program that you use to plug in to put in your blood type, your maternal haplogroups, if you know it, your fingertips, your ratios, and it will spit out a program of
0: Suggest suggested foods and su- suggested recipes. Got it. Okay, so you basically you put all your info. You get take the test and you put all your information in, and then it comes up with something based on all the information that's being collected. Correct. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Now, uh, what happens though when I don't know if this was the case with you and your husband when you're living with people that don't have the same blood type and diet, or, I mean, I'm sure if we ran off the list of the, of the foods that I could eat and my husband could eat, my daughters could, you know, if we ran those all, there would be some common denominators. There would be some that are in common and then there, and on the avoid list, but then there's going to be, did you have that problem with your husband? He's a blood type O. He can
1: digest anything and he doesn't really believe in this. But he's having problems walking. He's got arrhythmia. He's got blood clotting problems because of the arrhythmia and uh, pain. Lots of pain. And he's 83. And I'm going, well, if I keep doing this when I'm 83, will I be pain-free? Oh. This is the test. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) And initially it started out because you really just wanted to feel better
1: you wanted, wanted to get to feel
0: better. You want to get rid of the pain and the bloating and the gas. Are there some avoidance? I'm guessing the answer to this, but are there some foods that should be avoid that are on almost all or ingredients? I'm thinking of sugar, sugar. Yeah. I would think would be on most people's avoid list. Is that the case or it doesn't list sugar, but we, we know that. Okay. Everybody says it. Um,
1: I I believe that pork is one food we should all avoid. Okay. A lot of people won't agree with me there. Um, I believe that beef is only good for blood type O's. Okay. Um, I believe corn should be removed from everyone's diet. It's also very high glycemic and causes weight gain and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. I mean, those are the basics, but we all, we all know we should eat broccoli, but for some of us, it causes diarrhea. So what do we do? You know, (laughs) right. You stop eating
0: it. That's what I eat a lot of. So
1: people stop eating it. And, um, so I think that's why that's one of the supplements I will take because I am a low carb and I can't eat a lot of carbs. So adding broccoli to my list would be hard. So I add the broccoli sprouts. I mean, I added the sprouts from the store to my salads for a while, but I couldn't do so many carbs because I'm low carb. So I had to kind of just pick out the carbs I could eat.
0: How did you get past the hunger?
1: How did I get past the hunger?
0: Yeah. What tweaks did you make? I think that is, I think I'm uncommon that I don't have that issue very often. I don't get super hungry. I'll forget Mm -hmm. to eat. I'm that annoying person, but I think (laughs) most people, you know, they'll say, Oh, I eat, I eat breakfast. I eat, but then at like two, I'm ravenous. And most weight loss comes with appetite. How about two hours later? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was constant and, um, to get past that, I had to find out which nutrients I needed, especially as an MTHFR. Because okay. if I didn't support that, I was always looking for something to fill up that need. And what's the What's the acronym for? Methotetropholic hydrolyzed hydroly, um, wow. reductase, something or other. So what does it mean? It means that we don't methylate our folates properly the ones that we get in our diet so we need to find them somewhere else to okay to help fill up our genetic deficiencies and actually it helped with my hunger
0: okay so there's so much to this i knew i knew in our conversation i would probably be lost and uh Have more, I more questions. So there are there are a lot of things that you learn by getting yourself tested, basically. And the testing's not super expensive. I mean, it's like one hundred eighty nine dollars for the full secretion panel. As long as you know what your blood type is, you don't need to know that part of it. I mean, you already know that part of it, right? And so you you I I want to go through your process a little bit more as far as um how what things you were cutting out and what you were noticing was weight loss one of the first things that you noticed or did you start to feel better
1: i started to feel better when i first started on this even when i was eating tomatoes i lost weight but okay. then i have something going on genetically in my family where we just expand and i went through a a, a period of expansion from 55 to 58 and i said wow, I cannot look like the rest of my family. This is not good. And I've been able to maintain a weight, which I think is great. I don't keep going. Yeah. And um, what I did was I cut out tomatoes. So my first recipes don't have to, after my tomato recipes, don't have any tomatoes. And then after that, I hate celery. So I thought, well, do I have to keep eating celery because I really don't like it? And (laughs) so I, I found simpler ways to make food because sometimes pain is, is there and you can't stand and cook. So you want to make it simple so you can make things that will help you feel better, but you don't have to do a lot of work for. So
0: those were kind of the end recipes. I love that. I love (laughs) not having, well, and you make a comment in your information about how, when you get older. You know, standing or if you have issues, that's a big deal. You yeah. can't stand and cook for hours and hours. and i've I've cooked for years and years and years and make almost everything from scratch. But to when I find a way to do it more easily and it tastes good and it's yeah. good for you, I'm gonna jump for I'm not gonna make it the long way ever again. <laughs> so you did you is celery one of the things that you need to eat? Did I what? Is celery one of the things that's on your list of things that you should be
1: eating? Not necessarily, Okay, Um, but I love asparagus. So
0: that was the other choice. Okay. So I really love that, that you can have a list of foods that you should eat and you could just choose from those because you're not going to like everything just because it's good for you. Right. And you can't eat everything just because it's good for you. Otherwise you'll be huge. Right. Right. So you said your husband didn't just didn't agree. doesn't agree with you with all of this information, but he's also a blood type that can eat anything. So it doesn't matter if he agrees with you because he doesn't have to cut as much out. Did he notice a big difference in you?
1: No, he still thinks I'm fat because I used to be a size four. Um, (laughs) But um, I can't help, you know, what goes on in my family. I can, I can live with that, you know, as long as I feel good.
0: Okay. So he hasn't I, noticed you feeling better?
1: Um, He knows that I walk up and down stairs without, what, halting or trepidation to go, you know, I can go tick, 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 instead of tick, tick, tick.
0: <laughs> so that was the goal to walk up and downstairs. stairs. Now, that's a great goal. <laughs> when you're in pain, that's an amazing goal. I want to never live in a house again that has stairs just because I think there's such a pain. Yeah. You became a health coach and launched this. Tell me about how you help other people in this situation. I had
1: some people log in when they could get information through the emails. Um, I joined a group to learn how to do coaching online. I joined a group to learn how to create a group or a I'm very slow at this. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just starting it.
0: And you've had a lot of blog posts that have had, uh, you've had great success with. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Blog posts that I've had success with or people who have written in.
1: I don't think they really have written in. Um, there's a couple that people have commented on and said thank you for these okay but people think that just because they use one thing on the post that that's all they have to do yeah
0: but for some of us who have challenges it's more than that yeah it's more than that i think i'm looking on the website and it says a facebook blog And it was a sharing a post of someone else's journey. So that's where I was got, I was getting that from that information from. Yeah. So, um, I was thinking that you've had, you share information on Facebook and on your website, um, from other people. I do. Yeah. Um, and what are other people? So when I usually share them in my emails. Okay. So What success stories are you hearing from other people? It's got to be different for everyone because their diet's different.
1: Um, that the successful people I put in my book because they gave me permission to do that. The one is my medical technology friend who I graduated with in Colorado and she looks wonderful. Um, but she has fibromyalgia and had hypoglycemia. She's cured her hypoglycemia and she's still working on her fibromyalgia
0: so That, that that's what my sister was diagnosed with also does she have things that have worked much better for her with that I text
1: her all the time and I don't know if they're better I think they're a little better she said but she doesn't tell me that you know they're gone. She reduced her anxiety and I put that post up there. That's about amazing. Her anxiety, and uh, I reduced mine by finding my, my folate rich food. She found hers by magnesium, which in the book, in the blood type diet book says blood type B's need more magnesium.
0: Okay. What about um, things like dementia? I, because we're ta- you're talking about We've talked a lot about, you know, getting past symptoms that you have, but what about moving forward the things that you want to avoid? Well, since in my family, um, my
1: cousin's wife told me that Lewy body dementia runs in that side of the family. I'm thinking that part of this is MTHFR related and part of it is wheat related because a lot of people talk about how wheat is like, more high glycemic than a candy bar for breakfast and um it's like having diabetes of the brain so i'm thinking if we cut out all the simple sugars the processed foods the wheat that maybe we can avoid dementia
0: i've always felt like it's not that certain, like bread, because we've ta- you've brought up weed a couple times. It's not like that in innately is bad. Although in the last hundred years, it's not processed the same way. And I'm I've always felt like if you go back to the caveman diet, um, or paleo, or you know, there's all kinds of ways to to eat where they're talking about getting back to basics. And we can't always get back to basics because it's not being produced. Or harvested in the same way. Well,
1: apparently, according to some um, Facebook posts, that people who eat wheat in the United States, because it's over-processed and they want more production, well, it's made GMO, and they spray it with glyphosate to
0: increase the yield right so we're we're feeding all of our crops and our animals things to make them get bigger faster produce more yield basically yeah. we want everything to get bigger faster and but then they we're go ingesting to Europe it
1: and they can eat it and and not have
0: any problems right i've heard the same thing and i think some of the issues that we have aren't in necessarily i mean i know that there are things that you should avoid anyway. But that's kind of one of the points I was making in other countries, it's different. And also if you look at a hundred years ago when farmers were just farming and it was natural and they weren't loaded with growth hormones and pesticides, we weren't having these health issues. Right. So a lot of it is not, I don't want to avoid wheat specifically because that's bad innately. It's the way that it's produced and processed at this point. That makes it so much
1: right. Worse. And someone even posted on Facebook that Cheerios are bad because they're also sprayed with glyphosate. So I don't know. I don't eat Cheerios. I don't anymore. either. <laughs> I,
0: I don't eat a lot of that stuff. But I think that it's. I mean, I I know it's overwhelming when we say we'll read the labels. But I don't even know how the the ingredients were produced and processed to create. It. You start getting into this thing that's overwhelming. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I
1: started trying to eat foods that were packaged and processed, and then you read high fructose corn syrup is in most everything, so that's the other thing, that, okay, I don't eat the foods with the high fructose corn syrup, and that eliminated quite a few, and also a lot of the drinks, and then I started reading, well, then I also put in the book what sugars are called, and I can't list them all.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But that's why reading labels is important because you can see these ingredients on there and go, oh, that's really a sugar.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of avoid processed foods. Well, that would be the easiest thing. And I mean, definitely we try to avoid them as much as possible. Also it's, it does start, you start to get down this rabbit hole. I mean, we've taught our kids how to read labels to the best of their ability. It's still such a crapshoot. You're right. You should just avoid a whole bunch of that stuff. Um, anything that's processed, but it does get overwhelming. It does. Yeah, it does. What advice would you give someone on their journey other than yes, there are tests that you can take out there. And I love, I actually love that stuff. There's one called the IG something. It's part of a blood test panel. And I remember I have it written down somewhere and I thought, well, the next time I get my blood done, I'll ask, but it's, it is a blood test specifically that shows foods that you might, that your body has a high sensitivity to IGA, and that's a grocery store. Mm. Um, but I love that because I know I can read and read and read and read, but I might be different than you. So what I'm adding or cutting out might not be the right thing for me. Right. So I love the testing because that's so specific. It's Uh you specifically, not just your blood type, but a whole bunch of other, um, ways. But so what, what advice would you give someone on this journey where they're starting out and feeling unhealthy and uncomfortable? I mean, I would start with the first page
1: in each chapter for each blood type and eliminate what it says to eliminate and add the things that it says to add. That's where I would start. That's where I started. You noticed a
0: pretty big difference pretty quickly. I did. Yeah. And um, people can get that book, the blood type book online. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Any other words of wisdom that you'd like to share with anyone? Um, I just... Say
1: that feeling well at any age is really possible I believe and that if you keep on keeping on I think that you can continue to feel well even into your 80s but that's
0: something I'll re- have to live to see. <laughs> well I'm excited about that part and you were also a chapter in the book of chaos to clarity Yes. Which was released in November of 2019. Yes. What specifically did you focus on in that chapter?
1: What did I focus on? Um, I. I. Uh, I took issue. I took personal issue. I didn't say it to the person who wrote the book, but I, because a lot of people someone told me that it's not all about fitting into a swimsuit or fitting into your jeans. And the title of the chapter is my, uh, I fit into my denim jeans by finding my jeans or my uh, something on on the word. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going, how many people will take issue with this? Because it's really not about that. It's really about feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Christy, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome.